Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, hope you're all well. Are you well? well? You know, I've had a day. Yeah? It's been a little longer than I anticipated mm-hmm. regarding, like, you know, Henry actually wanted to go to the park. Yes. And then going to Costco and not purchasing anything. Was there anything that you thought about purchasing and then did not? Or mm. you were just like, no. Meat. Okay. And then I was like, I don't want to spend $65 on four steaks that I will probably only eat one or two of. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's yeah. the problem when you're buying in bulk. Yep. You know, someone in a mom group that I'm in um, recently posted from Costco and she was like, hey, I'm going to post like some things that I'm buying, but she's like a single mom with one kid. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going to use all this stuff. And like, I just want to know if anyone will split these things with me. It was kind of genius. I think she ended up like basically selling everything. Like it would be like, she would like post a big thing of like sponges and be like, does anyone want half of this package for like, you know, $7 or whatever it was. Yeah. And people were like psyched. Sure. I mean, I don't think everybody needs, you know. No. Like, Henry was like, what's 18 plus 18 plus 18? And I was like, well, let's do it. And he's like, 36. And then he goes, 54. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, that person had 54 eggs. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, they did? He's like, yeah, they had three 18s. <laughs> I was like, okay. That's a lot of eggs. Yeah. I've been, I've been, you know, trying to find math for him. Yeah. Everywhere we go. Yeah. And like the uh, putting game, I've made it more of a math game for mm-hmm, him, mm-hmm. which I think he enjoys. We we played that um, this afternoon while you were in here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He kept changing the number of points everything was. Here's a boobie. Well, it started as boobies. Yes. And then it, there's a, I have a putting mat that has a small, uh, hole and a big hole or normal sized hole and a smaller hole golf hole and then uh sort of a back hole where you miss everything and henry uh has been enjoying putting with me uh on it but he we assign points to the holes he, sometimes he decides that the big hole is worth more points than the yes. little hole which i think is a funny kid thing because it's like well that's smaller it's got to be worth less Right. You know, not yeah. like that one's harder. Yes, yes, yes. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. Because I was like, why is, he calls it the big, big. The big, big is the one where yeah. you miss everything. Right. But he off. was like, the big, big is 10 points. Yeah. Like, what? It is? He doesn't get the skill aspect of, of, no. of, of putting on a match. No, he doesn't. But yeah, it was like, he was like, yeah, we, he gave uh, the point value of four points for the big hole, two points for the little hole, and one point for the, for missing. Yeah. Which is a total of seven. And we were playing to seven points. And I made the game, you have to get exactly seven points. Right, like dart style. Yeah. And uh, he failed at it every time, but enjoyed adding. Right. Each time. Well, it's funny because we were talking to um, my parents. We called my parents today. And my parents are coming to visit this weekend. And, you know, my they've been asking, like, what should we bring for Henry? And I was like, bring patience to do math problems with him like endlessly and i was telling my dad that he's been into math i was like give him a math problem my dad's like okay 
three plus two. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) We're past three plus two, dad. Yeah. Um, We're on to... What was the one that I gave him yesterday where I was wrong and he was correct? Oh, there I had one of those too. Yeah, it was I was like negative I was like 163 minus uh 83. Yeah. Or like reverse it or whatever and he's like negative whatever. And I was like, "Oh my. No, that's not quite." And then I looked punched it in the calculator and I was like, "Oh, you're right." <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I realize it's annoying when people are like, "My kid's so smart." I'm not saying this but, to say my kid's smart. I'm saying this to say that his current obsession yes, is his numbers. Current, yes, he, is math. He has very he has very specific obsessions, and this obsession is just and uh, this morning numbers. Dory was going to take him to the beach, I and was. that was sort of the plan. But day before, he and I had discussed going to the park in Glendale. Yep. Uh, which I, it's like Glendale Park, he calls it, but there's two Glendale parks. One mm-hmm. of them is near Shoal Canyon. The other one is I have no idea where the other one is. Mm. But it turns out he, you know, at nine o'clock. What time was it? Was it like, was like eight thirty. Yeah. If we were going to the beach, I wanted to leave at nine. Yeah. Because it gets really crowded. Dory was like, "Okay, time to go to the beach," and he's like, "Well, I'm going to go to the park with Dita first, and then I was like getting ready to watch the Red Sox game at nine o'clock, and then I, um. I was like, all right, you want to go to the Glendale Park? He's like, yeah. And then I get in the car and he's like, let's not take any highways. And I was like, but it's Sunday. It'd be so much quicker to just take the freeway. Because <laughs> like we went by the 101 and it was moving just fine. Yeah. And it was still, it was like 11 more minutes to get there <laughs> via the side streets. Anyway, we got there. He had a good time on the slides. Yeah. Uh, he really liked the turny slide, the, the, like a twisty slide. He had a good time with it, but he just like, I kept hearing him like tumbling through it. <laughs> and like he'd uh-huh. come out sometimes face forward, sometimes not. Like, it, And then and then he found a water bottle, somebody's water bottle. Okay. That was just left there. Okay. A plastic, you know, bottle of Arrowhead or something. Oh, like not even like a reusable Correct. water bottle. Okay. Got and it. His, then his game became, I'm going to drop this down the slide. And do you think it's going to roll off the slide or stay on the slide? Mm. And then he got fascinated by that. And then I was like, hey, you know, Costco's opening soon if you want to go. He's like, yeah, let's go to Costco. So then we went and he just wanted to go into the dairy section, which is cold. Right. And the uh, fruit and vegetable vegetable section, which is also cold. So that's what we did. (laughs) How, How was Costco? Slammed. Oh, really? He was like. How are so many cars here already? It just opened. And I was like, I don't know. Because we got there at 10, 11 in the morning. It opened at 10. Wow. And it was a madhouse. I've like, uh, we had to park like. You know what? Part of it could be. No. Tomorrow, kids go back to school. I feel like that was just your regular Sunday traffic. You do? Yeah. Mm. I think that it was just your regular batch of people that need 54 eggs. Right. Uh, like I see a lot of people that I'm like, oh, you own, you must have a little restaurant somewhere. Yes, I totally. See a lot of totally. that on or people when people are buying like pallets of water bottles. Yes, that I don't understand. No, I think those are people who like sell water bottles in the park and stuff. Mm. That's my theory, anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, but that was uh, obviously the second we left. The second we left 
the parking lot of Costco. He had to pee. He had to pee. Mm, yes. So Classic. I immediately turned into a liquor store that shared a parking lot with Del Taco. Uh-huh. And I was like, there's a bush. <laughs> <laughs> he has peed on every tree and bush from Santa Monica to Pasadena. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm like, can you hold it, bud? He's like, I no. already peed a little. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> All right, I guess you that's have, a no. You couldn't have said anything three minutes ago. No, he couldn't have. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, and then I just I got home, and then we had lunch, and then I had to do another podcast before this, and then here's this podcast. So that, that's why I say the day seemed longer than it was going to be. Yes, yes, yes. But whatever. Uh, at least I wasn't in the pool for nine hours. He went in the pool with Holly. Well, that's good. And then I heard her say, but I'm getting kind of cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went in the pool with him yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was changing into my bathing suit. And he said, Mama, what are those big things mm-hmm. pointing to my breasts? Mm-hmm. And he, and he's like, he's seen my breasts before. Well, I think this is your, this is your sign that like, don't give the kid traumatic memories of his mother's breasts and and sign off now. Don't change in front of him. I don't think it's traumatic. I think well, it's like fine to learn about the body. Yeah, but like I don't. Why do I have memories of my mother's breasts? I don't want them. Okay. Can you have them? Can you take them? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying to you. Is like just you know. Okay, but you know what? It. He also. I'm also not gonna try to like project guilt and shame onto. Him. I'm not saying project guilt. All I'm saying is just you know. I'm just I'm just relaying a story, okay? and I am simply relaying a story from okay. my own life experience. Great. Anyway, I explained to him that they were breasts, and they that was how he ate when he was a baby, mm-hmm. and he said, "From those pink things." Meaning my nipples. Sure. And I said, yes. And then he wanted to know how long he breastfed for. Right. And then he wanted to know how much milk he got from each breast every time he nursed. Good question. (laughs) The questions are getting like very detailed and specific. Well, it's like also like when he wants you to like come have a chat with him at night and I'm like, he wants to talk about something. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you want to talk about? What I'm does like, he want to talk about with you? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I could tell you. Because with me, it is always, Mama, tell me what you did when you were six, seven, and eight, or mm. like some version of that. Right. No, I mean, it's like, I feel like I, that I feel like I should have better, like, I should have more questions for him. Oh, interesting. Like, how are you doing? Like, what's your day? Right, you know what I right, mean? Right. Like, but I don't. I mean, a lot of times it's like because I've spent all day with you, but right. like, I know what you're doing. Last day was night like. he also wanted to know what time he was going to go to bed when he was 12. How great was it that he wanted me to pause the new Yankee workshop while he peed? That was really sweet, especially <laughs> because I didn't even think he was really watching. I was like, is it just like instinctive that he asks us to pause whatever is on the TV? I don't know. Or is he like actually paying attention? I think he was semi into it because it was guy in a flannel shirt talking through everything he was doing. Yeah. yeah. Right. So. Yeah, that was very funny. The new Yankee Workshop, guys, is on YouTube now. And there's also like an Uncanny Valley AI HD version. It's upscaled uh, to 4K. 
or 1080p. It, I like, don't know. It really weirds me out. It looks great. I don't know why. I, I honestly am like, so, so confused by watching this. I think it looks so bizarre. I think it looks like a video game. Um, I'd play that video game. I mean, maybe you should. And maybe you should make that video game. Today we're gonna build a an armoire. And then you have to like build the armoire. Yeah. Yeah. You have to find the tools. We're gonna first. We're gonna visit a house in Concord. Take a look at some yeah. fine examples of armoires. Honestly, this would be a very calming video game. <laughs> like it would be like the new Animal Crossing. Sure. Uh, make it happen. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Okay. Um. But that yeah that's so that that was today. Yeah. What else is happening? Um, I took Henry to Disneyland on Thursday. You did, yeah. My first time taking him solo. I I haven't taken him solo. Yeah. He was supposed to go with Hillary, his nanny, but she has been sick, and he was so looking forward to going to Disneyland. And the only like thing I really had on my schedule, like besides just like work I had to get done on Thursday, was a lunch that was movable. So I was like, you know what? Let me move this lunch. And take him. Mm-hmm. And I did. And we had a lovely time. And then we rode four rides. And yeah. Had lunch. Mm-hmm. And then he wanted to go home. Yeah. He's a, I mean, he's, he's, he's a real SoCal. He's a SoCal Disneyland kid who's like, all kid. right, I've done it. I can go home now. Like, we have annual passes. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back. I can go. <laughs> Which is like, I don't hate that. Because it means that, like, I mean, we were home at 2.30. Yeah. And we didn't leave on a at, Thursday. Like, on a Thursday. And we didn't leave at, like, 6 a.m. We we, right. we had to drop Bo off at the Chateau, which doesn't open until 8. And then I forgot his stroll. Like, as we were driving from the Chateau, like, right before we got to kind of, like, where our house was, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot your stroller. Mm. Which at Disneyland is, like, a must. Right. So ran back home, grabbed the stroller, got back in the car. So by the time we like left the house with the stroller and everything, it was probably close to like 8.30. You know, it was funny today regarding Henry stroller versus like carrying him or whatever, him walking with you. He was like, today when he brought the green bin in, I went, I I just put this hat on and then I walked over uh, to open the, the gate open so we could get the green bin and bring it in. And he and he looks at me and goes, Dita, that's a nice Red Sox hat. And then he goes to hold my hand. And I'm like, what is this? Aww, <laughs> buddy. Why do you like this Red Sox hat now when I have worn it 800 times? He's just, you know, he's just noticing new things. Although he does. He keeps, you know, what's funny is like on the broadcast, they keep bringing up the yellow City Connect uniforms that they've yes. been wearing a lot because they're like 20, 26 and four in them. Um, so the team is superstitious and likes oh. to wear them when they're going through a rough patch. Uh, but we were listening to the game in the car on the, the radio broadcast. And he was, he was like, I can't see the picture. And I was like, there's no picture, but it's just, this is the radio. They're going to describe everything to us. And then he sort of got it and was like into listening to it. Aww. Yeah. Anyway. He's a he's a real little dude right now. Um, yeah, the other thing that the other big thing that happened this week is I went to the Taylor Swift concert. You did, and yeah. I live to tell the tale. Yes. Are you? Would you go to another one? 
I would if it didn't require a lot of money and effort, and that seems impossible. Correct. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I doubt I will go to another one. Hmm. Because, like, but that also means like you got what you needed out of this one. Yes, I'm. I'm really glad I went. I had an amazing time. Um, the thought of spent like, uh, well, I mean, I I can't afford to go to another one. I paid, you know, I paid face value for this ticket, which was great. Um, but if I were to go to another concert of hers on either the next leg of her U.S. tour or her international tour, I mean, we're talking like minimum $500 for a ticket mm. plus airfare hotel. I mean, you know, it would be like a, well, that's nonsensical. No one's asking you to fly two or $3,000. Not like she's the grateful dead. Not like she changes her set list. Right. And that's the other thing. It's the, I mean, she plays two surprise songs every concert, mm-hmm. but other than that, it's the exact same set list. Yeah. Which, you know, is great. It's a great set list. I was listening today as I did the dishes, but cool. Um, Dory did the dishes, everybody. I did the dishes. Acknowledge her. Thank you. She is the tribal chief here. Um, but, uh, yeah, I like if she came back to LA, maybe I would go. That's kind of what I was inferring. Oh, well, she has no scheduled return dates. Yeah. I was assuming it would be a different tour. Oh, I see. Yeah, if she like three years from now, if she does another tour, I would totally go again. All right, that's sort of that's what I was asking. Because I've seen this was the third tour of hers that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I saw the Speak Now tour, which was 2011. I saw her play Madison Square Garden, and then in 2015, I saw the 1989 tour at the Staples Center, and then mm-hmm. this was obviously at SoFi Stadium, which you know I don't. I was trying to think if I've been to a stadium tour before, like a stadium concert. McCartney 89. Uh, you went to McCartney in, in 1989? Yeah, Dave Matthews Band. No, but I'm talking about me. I don't think I have. Dave Matthews Band in, in 98, 99, Foxborough Stadium. Well, I mean, I've been, I, I went to Elton John at Dodger Stadium, but. I mean, SoFi has a capacity of 70,000. That's bigger than Dodger. Mm. I don't know what the Foxborough Stadium capacity was at the time. It's probably 60 or 70. Yeah. But SoFi was very nice. I mean, as you said, it should be since it costs five billion, literally $5 billion. Literally $5 billion. Um, that's, that's so many Epcots. But, you know, for, for a stadium, like I, I think of stadiums as like the floor is sticky. And it's right. like kind of grungy and old yeah. and gross and SoFi is like beautiful and feels like clean and airy and new which it is um but like great sight lines sound was decent there's a cool like infinity screen I don't know, it was it was a good concert experience good to know so that's what thanks. i to say about thanks that thanks for sharing your tatas you're welcome um let's take a break okay we'll be right back all right 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like, I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it, we do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything, because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or a track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. All right, we're back. Hello, everybody. Let's get down to business. Brass tacks here. Email us, folks. Dory Matt at Gmail. Matt and Dory at Gmail. You can call us. Did anybody call us this week? They did, but we're not going to use any voicemails. Well, that saves me some troubles. So um, thank you. But you can call or text us at 413-461-BABY. We got some great emails this week. In fact, we got so many emails this week that I'm not able to use all of them. That's awesome. We're back. We're back, baby. People are listening. So thanks, everybody. Support our Patreon. Oh, yeah. Don't forget our strike special. I'll remind you. 
to cancel when the strike is over. Patreon.com slash excellent adventure. Matt and I have been discussing some some new potential new, new Patreon strats. some new some new Patreon stuff that I'm pretty excited about. I don't think we're ready to announce anything some yet. New strats. Right? We're not ready. No. Okay. I just think there might be some sort of video crowdcast component. Just saying. Just saying. Um, Does that entice you? Are you enticed? Or are you like, ooh, cancel my membership. Pass. Don't want to look at them. <laughs> they have a face for podcasting. <laughs> can't can't watch can't watch them at one point five speed in real time. Oh, that's true. Sorry. Um. So yeah. So that's that's exciting. That's in the works. We've also been watching Hell's Kitchen. We haven't talked about that. We have. We've been we watching have? season. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you meant like we have talked about. No, it. we haven't talked about it. But we're we. Uh, season twenty one. 19. 19. I went back to see like wh- how far up to how far up to date on Hell's Kitchen I was and somehow there had been three seasons I've missed. So I just put one on and Dory somehow was like half into paying attention to it and then and then paid attention which was weird. So now now I'm like invested. Now we watch Hell's Kitchen which is uh, just a hoot. You know, I, I think mean, it has made me hungry for beef Wellington. I've now had two beef Wellingtons <laughs> in a week. Uh, I should like gold belly you a Gordon Ramsay beef Wellington. I don't think that's possible. Uh, you know, a lot is possible these days. I should just use his recipe in the, the, his cookbook and just make it. You could also do that. Yeah. Um, no, I was afraid because, you know, Gordon can be really mean. Oh, yeah. Dory's big thing is like, he's so mean. And I was like, he's not. You just see clips of him being mean because he gets frustrated. Right. And now I feel like I understand him more. Right. But, and it is funny when he calls people a donut. Yeah. <laughs> donut, donkey. <laughs> um, And he's just, he, he, the thing that I think I do appreciate him, and then we can get to listeners, is like, he really cares yeah. He really cares about putting out a quality product and he gets so personally, like you can tell he's just so, he's like disappointed in the chefs for making like a shitty piece of salmon. Right. But he's also like, I am letting my customers down. Yeah. And he's you like, can, like, I get you, you bring this out there. Yeah. Serve this to these like people. you can <laughs> see it in him. He's like so agitated by it. And look, I appreciate that. I also appreciate that he's like in the kitchen with them. It's not like, you know, on these like top, like I love Top Chef. I don't watch it anymore, but I did love Top yeah. Chef. And they're, it's they're like not... for 12 seconds, we're here to judge you at the end. Right. They're yeah. just like, hey. Mm. And he's like in it. Like, I'm like, okay. Like you're you're really like getting a very, very detailed, intense view of what these contestants are like. Yeah. Which is why it's so funny to me when he tells <laughs> he tells the losing team to go choose two people to be up for elimination yeah. and then they choose who he thinks are the wrong people and his face is just like what <laughs> like, he's just like how and then he overrides them <laughs> well he's like you know he's like were you at the same dinner service yeah. <laughs> well and you also because they try to game it and yeah they try like, to game it he's like no he's like absolutely not um, anyway, so we're enjoying Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, I think I finally got Dory on the Ramsey bus. Listen, we were—I was on the Ramsey bus with you because I watched Master Chef with you. Right. 
Yeah, he doesn't really yell on MasterChef. No, and especially not on MasterChef Junior, which I really enjoyed. And then we ate at his like fancy, fancy restaurant in London, remember? That's right. And we saw the kitchen. We did a three Michelin starter. Yeah. And we saw the kitchen. We did get a tour of the kitchen. Remember, the kitchen was very clean. I mean, do you, do you, do you, do you understand why now? Yes. I mean, he wasn't there, but like, it was still, it was. I've seen him, I've been around him a couple times Gordon Ramsay steak a couple of times he's been there mm-hmm. while I've been there and uh, I've seen him twice at Republic weirdly oh that's funny yeah he likes eating the food <laughs> I respect that yeah does he have a house here yeah he must he's got 70 shows on television right. he's gotta have a house in no, that's Angeles. the other thing too he has a gajillion shows he's gotta be working a lot yeah I love it Again, I respect it. I respect it. I used to work a lot. Um, I get it. Someday you will work a lot I'm, again. Yes. We're going to just, we're going to put that out into the universe. I will gladly take a job on any of Gordon Ramsay's television We're going to manifest this for you. Um, okay. Let's get into some IVF business. Okie dokie. This is from Anonymous. Hi, Dorian Matt. I was wondering if anyone has had the experience of dizziness or lightheadedness during a saline sonogram or mock transfer, we're planning to transfer our second embryo three years after having our science baby through IVF. Yesterday, we did our mock transfer to prepare for it and a saline sonogram, and all of a sudden, I felt lightheaded and turned really pale. I hesitated at first to say anything because I didn't want them to stop the procedure. I really wanted to get it over with, but had to, and I felt like I was going to faint. The doctor said that dizziness and lightheadedness were common during this procedure, but I'm wondering if it has happened to anyone else in our egghead community. I'm also planning to ask my doctor if there's anything I can do to avoid this feeling when it's time for the actual transfer. If I find out anything useful, I'll report back. Drink more water. Thanks for everything. That's probably what they'll say. Um, This did not happen to me, so I cannot speak to this personally, but we are sending out the egg signal for saline sonogram and transfer lightheadedness. That is a big egg signal. It's a large egg signal, but I think our listeners are up to the task. Mm, maybe. Wow, okay. Um, Matt, do you want to he- read this next email? Sure. Hi, Dorian, Matt. This is from Holly. I'm a listener. I'm the listener from last week who asked about the, the ask for the egg signal to go out to those without siblings. I think you and Matt I'm with you and Matt that I want my son to have an in-house buddy to play with when I'm too tired. LOL. I thought it was funny that you were mentioning Bo being Henry's brother and Henry disagreed. We consider our five-year-old mini golden doodle to be our first baby. So I guess in theory, we already have two kids. She's a good furry sister and knows when to be patient with him. And uh, she can close a couple pictures. Oh, they didn't come through on your email. Here, let me show you. Oops. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's see, that's good stuff. And a fake dog. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's just good. That's yeah. just good. It's good parenting. It's good dog in it. Yeah. Good dog parenting. Good baby parenting. Yeah. Bo is our first cute baby. Henry's cute dog. But don't, oh, but Henry's don't also let Henry know that He'll be so Henry's mad. also been asking. Um, he, he's asked me now a couple times to talk about when Bo met him. Hmm. That was a whole to, oh yeah, he said something to me the other day, he's like, uh, he's like, when you, 
when I was at the when you were at the hospital with Mama and me, where was Bo? And I was like, he was here. He's like, I mean, he was home at the house. And he goes, with Mary Jane? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> at the old house? I'm like, yeah. I had the exact same conversation yeah. with him. <laughs> and he asked how long Mary Jane. Do you think he like asked both of us to like figure out if we're both on the same page here? Or like see if there are any holes in our story? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, he asked like when Mary Jane got there. And you know, I was like, you know what? I actually don't remember because... I went into the hospital at night, so I was like, she must have come at night. I think she... Well, I I was back at the house a couple of times. That night? Between... No, no, not that night, but like, you know, during the day and stuff, I would... Pop back. Bounce to like... I mean, mostly this was after the after Henry was here. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you to, brought his hat. Yeah, I had to bring like his hat and blanket so yeah. that Bo could sniff Henry. Oh, now he's just a stinky boy. He really sweats. Henry? Yeah, he's a real sweaty boy. Yeah, he went to gymnastics yesterday, and when he was done, he was literally dripping with sweat. Yeah. Now, granted, it is a little warm in there, but he was like, really, he was like, definitely the sweatiest child. He gets sticky (laughs) and stinky. It's like, wow, you're a real boy. Yeah, and then when he's like, I don't want to take a bath, I'm like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I let it ride, depending on how long we were in the pool prior. Well, also, I don't like I like I like for him to have a bath after he's gone in the pool because I don't, you know he has sensitive skin. I don't like the chlorine to be like on his skin for he too loves long. it though. All right, moving on. Mm-hmm. This is from Jess. I wanted to throw my two cents in on being an only child in response to Holly's email in episode four thirty seven. I am a 34-year-old only child. What's more, I'm also the only grandchild, i.e. I have no first cousins. My dad was an only child. My mom had one sister who didn't have any kids. And despite what all the stereotypes and myths about only children would want you to believe, I think I'm a pretty normal, well-adjusted person. I could probably write many in-depth paragraphs about being an only child, but for the sake of time and your voices, here are my thoughts in point form. I'm very close to my parents, more so than any of my friends with siblings. Every few years, my mom and I will take a trip together. I text with them almost daily. Social skills slash friendships. Being an only child forced me to make friends. When I was a kid, if I was at a playground and wanted to play with some kids, my mom would make me go and introduce myself. I was not allowed to be shy and it has served me well. Hmm. Growing up, my house was the sleepover house. There were no siblings to fight with about who could have friends over when, who got to use the TV, etc. I also think my parents were more open to hosting since they weren't overrun with multiple kids every day. Hmm. Loneliness. I'm good at being alone. I've solo traveled. I've no problem eating at a restaurant alone or going to the movies alone. I'm sure there were times I was lonely as a kid, but I don't look back on my childhood as a lonely one. Financial benefit. Did I get everything I asked for all the time? No. Did I have a part-time job in high school? Yes. But there's no doubt that being an only child afforded me with experiences I wouldn't have had if I had siblings. Travel, not having to live at home for university, a semester abroad, graduating without debt, There are many people out there with siblings that also experience these things, but given my family's finances, things would have been different for me if I had a sibling. Inheritance. I receive money when my aunt, uncle, and grandparents pass. I will be the sole beneficiary when my parents die. Ka-ching! Wanting a second kid so the first kid has a built-in friend. I get the impulse, but this isn't a guarantee. Growing up, a lot of my friends weren't really friends with their siblings. They got along fine, but they're friends with their friends. And now most of my friends don't even live in the same city as their siblings and only see them on holidays. Mm. 
A second child to help with aging parents, also not a guarantee. When my grandma was dying, my mom was the one that lived in the same city as her and had to deal with everything. Create a lot of resentment towards her sister and permanently change their relationship. Sometimes being the only one to make decisions can actually be easier and they will likely have friends slash partners slash cousins to lean on. To sum it up, sure, there have been times when I've wished or wondered what it would be like to have a sibling, but knowing how my life has turned out as an only child, I wouldn't change it if I could. So to parents of only children, especially not by choice, your only child to make friends, they will find their people, they will be okay. Lean into the only child life, be the sleepover house, take more family trips if you can afford it, allow your kid to bring a friend on trips sometimes. More parent date nights, enjoy the close relationship with your kid, spoil them once in a while. Honestly, given the state of the world these days, I wouldn't be surprised if only children become the norm. And that is from Jess in Nova Scotia, Canada. She lives in a 1,320 square foot house, one common law partner, not to be all parasocial relationshipy, but Matt, I think you two would get along. He's a sports writer, has worked for MLB. Mm. You play a lot of the same video games. I'm listening. Side note to this side note. Have you and Dory played It Takes Two? We loved it. First of all, I think let's be friends. Second of all, I haven't. Have you? No, I don't even know what it is. Me either. Is it a, it must be a video game. We will Google what it. What if it's a board game? It might be. Oh, boy. Uh, zero kids, child-free by choice. One 35-pound one-year-old dog, zero hot dogs. I'm vegetarian and don't like veggie dogs. Not that they would count. And one 43-inch TV. Thank you, Jess. Jess, you make a really good case. I'm going to read this to Henry every night. <laughs> I'm going to read it to myself every First, night. <laughs> here's the deal. We go down, ka-ching. You're the only beneficiary. Um, all right. Do you think it's time for another break? Or were you planning on continuing? Um, we can take another break. I mean, let's. Okay. Be right back. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello. 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 Um, okay. Ron from Karen Crow, Louisiana. Well, he's from Lafayette, Louisiana. Sorry. Lafayette, Louisiana. I think he maybe used uh, yeah. to live in Karen Crow. Yes. Sorry about that. Um Okay. He had some thoughts about Costco car seats. Well, this is uh, good information because Dory was like, no, these car seats, you can't do it. And then I'm like, but I just put it in wrong. Costco car seats. We have had several throughout the years in varying price ranges. The more inexpensive ones were the last ones we had for our now four and five-year-olds as they were the only ones that would sit side by side in our 15-seat passenger van. Mm. So they could sit next to each other. I've never had a problem with them ever. And they seem just as sturdy slash stable when properly installed. Interesting. As the more expensive ones. The key is to make sure they are latched and tethered properly. Right. Side note to Matt, the mid nineties Land Rover probably didn't have the latch as the top, as the top tether was mandated as of September 1st, 1999. Mm. 
on all vehicles and latch was mandated on September 1st, 2002 per Google. We had an O2 Civic that had both, but I'd never seen them before. You are right that there probably was not one available to secure the Costco car seat you guys had on vacation. If you had to do it again, I would suggest taking the tether and tying it around the head rest if possible mm. to keep it stable. The seatbelt, you just have to tighten and then try and engage the catch mechanism right. to keep it in, uh, secured. Also, car seats expire after five years due to the plastics becoming more brittle due to the heat. Good rule of thumb, though, if you live in a hot climate, they may become brittle quicker. Good point. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Ron. We we got several missives about the Costco car seat. Okay. Here's another one from Melanie. Hot topic. Hot topic. I have two sets of car seats. One is the cheap Sam's Club brand, and the other is a much more expensive Britax. Important to note that any car seat legally sold in the U.S. is safe for travel, but here are the differences in these two that I've noticed. The cheap one is very difficult to install correctly. Mm. I do not have the upper body strength to do it, and even my husband said he could not get it done with the latch anchors, only with the seatbelt option. Compared to the expensive brand, which I can do easily by myself, it's so easy that we do not have a set of car seats for my husband's car. We move these seats back and forth between his car and my parents' car once or twice a week. They're bulky and a bit heavy, but still it's easy enough to do that I've never even considered buying another set. The expensive one is also much easier to adjust for height as baby grows, or in our case, if you're two kids of different height, like to switch seats often. It can be done while the seats are installed and without re-threading the straps. Finally, cleaning is easier with the expensive one as the cover comes off and goes on easily. The cheap one is tricky to take off and replace. Sorry for the length. I've spent way too long thinking about car seats. Hope you all are well. Now, this is an interesting point about the installation because I remember when I was first like researching car seats, like even before Henry was born. And do you remember we had that car seat expert person come to our house? Yes. And one of her whole things is like, you want to get one that's easy to install. Right. Because like, if you don't install it correctly, you've just kind of like invalidated the whole right. point of it. So I do think there is some merit in this idea of like, and and I don't think it necessarily corresponds like cheap to expensive, but like, I think it is really important to figure out one that is going to be easy for you to install. And, and maybe it was because of the car we were driving, but that Costco one that we used a couple of summers ago was not easy to install. And in fact, I think we installed it incorrectly. Mm -hmm. So that's all. It's very nice of you to say we on that, but it was mostly me. Um, all right. Monica says for the emailer asking about the Costco car seat, my kids now four and five have used those in my in-laws car since they've been out of their infant seats, not as frequently used as with a nanny, but they ride in them multiple times a week on average and more often when the grandparents watch them for longer periods of time. I found them via safe in the seat on Instagram. They do not feel as hefty as our Graco and Britax, but they've passed all the same safety tests. We make sure to tighten them up when they feel a little loose, but I have no complaints or worries. Question for Matt. Mm -hmm. My husband and I are going to Vegas mm. for the first time in late September. Neither of us are into gambling and are really going to check it off the bucket list. We will definitely play some slots, but that's probably it. Mm -hmm. Any tips on where to stay, eat, and anything else for first timers? Thanks, Monica in Detroit. Uh, as far as staying, you know, uh, you, central central to the strip is is a great place for 
first timers. I would recommend the Bellagio. Um, and I would also say this, this is a little, this is a fun tip for you. If you're ever going to think you're going to walk to like a hotel, that's four or five hotels away. Eh, don't get, take a cab there. Everything's, everything's further away than it looks mostly because they use the reverse of force perspective. Mm -hmm. So like they'll have like these windows that will actually be two floors worth of windows, but they build it to look smaller so mm. that people will walk towards it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is like opposite of Disney where they try to make everything look bigger than it is. Um, but yeah, I would say central to the strip. Bellagio's great for that. Fountain shows a lot of fun. Uh, careful how far you're walking. Now, don't get me wrong. You can't absolutely can't walk up and down the strip, but expect it to take a while, you know? Uh, I don't always take a cab. I often will walk just for the sake of walking, but that's just... Uh, also, it's still going to be hot in late September. Yeah, but if it's like super early in the morning and like... Mm, that's true. I, I went for a run once in Vegas and it was early and it was October. So it worked out. Thank you. All right. Any other tips? Um, for Vegas, if you don't like gambling, there's actually like a lot of stuff to do in Vegas that is not gambling related. You could learn how to surf on Planet Hollywood roof. <laughs> we learned that from Hell's Kitchen. You could <laughs> go in a race car with some fast drivers. Yep. You could also go on dune buggies. Mm -hmm. uh, you could also just do a day at the spa. Yep. These are all things you could do. You could see Absinthe. <laughs> yes, you could go see Absinthe at Caesars. These are all things that are promoted on House. These Kitchen. are all things that were rewards. Yes. Um, okay. Jocelyn writes in to say, we are Phoenicians and the unbearable heat is unbearable. So we are renting a house in Long Beach for three weeks starting this Saturday. Oh. Yes, I know it's hot in SoCal, but in August, but 85 is a hell of a lot more tolerable than 115 degrees. Plus, sure. my bestie just had her science baby in Huntington Beach. Nice. You guys have talked about a train park that Henry loves. And after some Googling, I've discovered that there are several in the LA slash Orange County area. Which one is it that you recommend? Mm. We're Disneyland people, so we'll do a few days there and a day at Knott's. What else should we do with a toddler and baby? As for our stats, 2,200 square foot house in Phoenix with my husband, science toddler, free baby, crazy dog, sometimes my mom. Four <laughs> TVs, three normal size, one giant TV my husband uses for gaming, maybe three Costco hot dogs, and a soon-to-be Disneyland corn dog and many churros. Thank you for all you do. Sending you guys good thoughts as the writer's strike continues and you figure out your next steps. Uh, stuff to do. So we take him to Travel Town, which is in Griffith Park, which is kind of far for you if you're going to be in long beach um but there is a place in irvine that, is that closer or is it kind of six of one half a dozen uh, the other? it's relatively closer so there's this place in irvine called the irvine park railroad um and you can like take a ride on a train through the through the park and there's paddle boats and bikes and picnic area. They have a Christmas train that I'd like gotten us tickets for. And then it just turned out to be like 
too far and logistically complicated for us to do it. So I haven't actually been, but I've heard that it's fun. Um, but we go to Travel Town, ta- Travel Town, which is free. But you know, since you're gonna be for, if I can't talk, since you're gonna be there for three weeks, maybe you do do like an LA day and do like Griffith Park and go to Travel Town and do some other LA things. Yeah, go early, leave early. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like plan to be heading back to Long Beach at like one o'clock, two o'clock. Yeah, I would say no later than two. Traffic. Um, yeah. Thank you. Um, what else should you do with a toddler and a baby? I mean, enjoy be- the beautiful ocean. The beach. There's lots There's of great Long beaches. Beach aquarium. That's good. Yeah, I was gonna say the Long Beach Aquarium is really fun. The Queen Mary has been has slowly been refurbed. I think kids love an ocean liner. Do they? I don't know. <laughs> Um, Santa Monica Pier could be fun. Um, someone just told me about a dinosaur museum in a strip mall in Redondo. Okay. <laughs> that her kid like is obsessed with. So that could be another thing that you do. I have not been myself, but um, you could check that out. Sure. Um, I think, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to do. But yeah, when in doubt, just go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We got a text. Okay. Retelling Henry he was on ice for one and a half years. This came up yesterday when we told our oldest we did something while he was in mommy's tummy. Our youngest asked, where was I? And I said, without thinking, in the freezer. No one followed up on this. He was just like, oh, okay, and moved on. But my husband and I shared a laugh. oh that's funny um yeah i I don't know what henry would say to that i mean he just he would ask about it constantly i read the back to the future children's book the children's adaptation of back to the future i read it to henry while dory was at taylor swift and he's been obsessed with the hill valley clock um that stopped at 10.04 p.m. on Saturday, November 11th or 12th, 1955. You know, he wonders, wonders why it wasn't fixed, when they were going to fix it, when mm-hmm. the clock went up there, how the lightning uh, broke it. The day, like a day later out of context, he just goes, Ditas, I was thinking, maybe the lightning mixed with the water, and that's why the clock broke. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay, bud. But he's really fixated on the clock tower of all things in that story. Anyway, thanks. Um, okay. Ricardo writes in to say, Matt mentioned he's been on Ozempic for a few months now. I'm wondering how it's going. Mm-hmm. He wants to know your stats, which I don't know if you feel comfortable sharing, but... Oh, enormous. Uh... 510 what am i now 370 uh but on the bright side uh, dory didn't sign up for this she signed up for 510 235 <laughs> you basically gained a me i did and now i'm trying to lose you yeah uh not you au um 
and you're wondering if it gave me a bump in energy because it has B12. It's the opposite for me. It, it, like the second I take it, I want to take a giant nap. Yeah. I can confirm. So I don't know what that says about anything. But, I mean, you know, so far, so good. I'm gassy. But, like, not, like, out my butt, weirdly. <laughs> Just out my, t- out my, I'm burping a lot. Like, it's, like, these weird burps that, like, come from, like, the depths of my inner self. Like, they're unlike anything I've ever experienced. And completely uncontrollable. And... Uh, they come out of nowhere. Yeah, I was gonna say they also seem to be like unrelated to like w- how recently you've eaten. Yeah, or like, what I've ingested. Yeah, um, etc. So there you go. Um. All right. Beth writes in to say uh, that they're planning a trip to the East Coast at the end of September. It's kind of funny to me that we have become like travel agents for specific areas of the country. I'm happy to do it. We're going to be flying into Boston and then heading up the coast to Maine. My husband and I both have never been there. We're going on a duck boat, whale watching, and a Red Sox game. Anything else come to mind? And we really need restaurant recommendations. Oh, I should add, this is a kid-free trip. We will be staying at the Liberty Hotel. And I'm not sure if you're super familiar, but we'll then be taking the ferry to Salem for the afternoon before with all these things. driving up to Maine. What's the best restaurant for lunch that really encapsulates the feel of Salem with great ambiance and food? Since we're only there for a few hours, I want to try and hit as many of the best spots. I have no recommendations for that. In Salem, Massachusetts? I think I've been to Salem once and I was nine. I've been to Salem a few times. Um, but like not in any recency to have a restaurant recommendation for you. Yeah, maybe that isn't of, like the Piccadilly Pub or something. Yeah, maybe one of our listeners does. So Salemites, if you're any uh, any Wiccans out there listening, <laughs> let us know. Um, you could go to the big LL Bean store when in your drive up to the coast of Maine. Are you gonna pass Freeport? I mean, Freeport's pretty early in Maine. Look, you'll love it. It's 24 hours. It's amazing. There's Ben and Jerry's over there. That's a, it's a great L.L. Bean. Um, it's the L.L. Bean. It's the, it's the flagship L.L. Bean. Um, if you want like a cute New Englandy town, Rockport is very cute to just like walk around in. Um, what else in Boston? Uh, let's see. It'll be at the Liberty. We've stayed at the Liberty. I like the Liberty. We have? No. I don't yeah. think we have. We did. I remember being in there, but I thought we were just there. We, I guess we must have been staying there. Then. We stayed there. Um, Harvard Square is nice to like walk around. Sure. Have it yet. Yep. Um... I mean, it's all, it's nice. To, it's like, all, the, the, it's, yeah. the commons are great. Yeah. It's a great walking Public city. gardens are amazing. Yep. All these things are true. Um, I also yeah. don't have restaurant recommendations because I... In Boston, there's a Gordon Ramsay now at the Mandarin. <laughs> I would um, say get yourself some beef Wellington. 
Um, but I'm sure some of our listeners who actually live there and might have some recommendations. Yeah, um, Harold Staples, sure. Sorry, we can't be more helpful here. I think we're pretty helpful. Um, Thank you, everyone. She also has a question about her three-year-old who's been holding in her poop. Define holding in. She says, sorry, little TMI, but she will just try to hold it in and a little smear comes out. So we're constantly wiping. We're also wanting to start really potty training. And I feel like she's just going to constantly ruin underwear. She's not constipated. She's just stopping it from coming out. Anyone have any tricks? I've tried bribery. Well, I mean, it's just setting her on a toilet and telling her she does not have to hold it in. Mm-hmm. I think would be an interesting place to start. I would also say, like, unless you have to be potty training, just take all of that pressure off because they can sense it. And they can sense when you like really want them to be potty trained and they often go in the other direction. So just make it super chill. There you go. No press. No press. No press. And no could tricks. You, would you please not poop in your underwear anymore? I'm tired of cleaning it. Thank you, Beth. <sighs> okay. Well, we have to do that thing that we like to do, which is thank the most important people here. Our patrons, those who support us on Patreon, you're the MVPs. You are the poop to our potty. What is that? That's, <laughs> what? What? That's gross. Out of context. That's horrible. Um. Oh, Matt, we got a request from a patron. Yeah. Uh, to reinstate the fun facts at a reinstated twenty-five dollar level. That's bananas. But as I said to Dory. If you really wanted me to do that for 25 bucks, you got yourself a deal. <laughs> so we will be doing, we will be reinstating that at the $25 level. If you wish to have a fun fact. Would you like me to make up a fact about you just solely based on your name? <laughs> if so, and you felt like throwing more money at us, I'd appreciate it. But also, you know, don't be silly. Uh, if you support us at the five dollar level or above, you get your name read right on the podcast each month. You guys get the back catalog of episodes uh, on Patreon. There's so many episodes available to you there. We do a little half hour bonus episodes every month. Two of those every month. Uh, you're gonna like them, maybe even love them. So thanks to a bunch of anonymous people: uh, April Holwerda, Ashley A, Ashley Sicily, Becca Foster, Brian McGurk, Bruno Macias, Caroline Macias. C. Carolyn N. KCR. Janami Worth. Corinne Morgan. Cynthia Meisner. Denise Adair. Diana. Diana Robinson. Donna Gomez. Dr. Beverly Crusher. Edwina Morgan Bodo. Elena Palling. Uh, Aaron Foldesi. Aaron Gudge. Aaron Turley. Frederick Roy, anxiously awaiting the death metal quantum uncertainty field <laughs> episode. Freya. Greta Truitt. Haley Tryon. Tryon. Hendrick. Jackie G. Jennifer Steele. Jenny Fick. Jesse Hendricks. Joanna Rao. Julia Schoolenberg. Julie McLaren. Julie Mebbin. Uh, Julie Phillips. Kane McCall. Caitlin Campbell. Karen Thakershi. Kat C. Kate. Catherine Shimmons. And Kathleen C. Thank you all so very, very much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.